0: For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets. Million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University, I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Dangerous places. You're not even doing, you know, stupid, crazy stuff. You're not jumping out of planes. You're not, you know, doing that type of stuff. You you seem to live a normal life. I, I actually did think about that saying quite a bit. If you remember a few weeks ago, we had a uh, good friend, Brian McWilliams from Mean Age Daydream, on the program, and we were discussing, you know, Rebranding and why people change and evolve over time, and sometimes that involves taking on not not a new identity per se, but you know, a a refocus, a repurpose in order to align a much more narrow but much stronger mission. Achieve dangerous freedom is about living your life on your terms, doing the things you want to do as long as they don't hurt other people or take their stuff. It's about living the life you genuinely want to live because you want to live it and not because you're being forced to. In the last two years since we started this little program, basic, basic things that we took for granted many, many years ago, I'd probably say like 10 years ago, are under attack. The family unit is under attack. Your right to work when and where you want is under attack. Your right to your own physical autonomy is under attack. Your freedom of movement is under attack. Your ability to speak freely is under attack. Your ability to try and be left alone is under attack. Your ability to defend yourself is under attack. Your ability to control your own money is under attack. From every angle imaginable, and especially the last couple of years, it seems that to be a normal bro, to be a simple person working a nine-to-five, trying to lay low, just trying to enjoy the free time you get on the weekends, just trying to raise your family, just trying to have fun, just trying to live a quiet a noticeable life so you could get by and eventually retire and then maybe you'll go on that trip and then maybe you'll buy that car and then maybe you'll spend more time with your family and then you can just wait to die that doesn't exist you know what what did Klaus Schwab say you will own nothing and you will love it you will live in a pod you will eat the bugs you will go to and from the factory Okay, he may not have said it just like that, but you you know, for those of you who are brand new, and every episode is somebody's first episode, so I might as well give a little recap, especially since this is the first time in over three weeks that I am actually sitting down actively recording. I'm doing this on a Sunday night, so kind of late for me. I like to get a few episodes in the can, but uh, I went ahead and got hitched. You know this been talking about it for quite a while now, over a year. Uh, I proposed my amazing, amazing fiance a year ago, and now I get the privilege and honor of calling her my wife. And we went ahead and had our wedding at a beautiful mansion with our very close uh, friends and family, and then we ran off to St. Augustine, Florida. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, at OTR underscore Remzo, That's OTR underscore Remzo. We did lots of great things. We drank a lot of great wine and a lot of great food. Saw a lot of cool stuff. Pirate museums. that got locked in the Ripley's Museum for a little bit. Uh, got some pretty crazy stuff if you're into the paranormal. And, uh, you know, just, you know, sat by the beach, went into the pool, enjoyed each other's company, went mini-golfing. That That's, that's one of those things I really enjoy doing together, but we haven't had a chance the last couple of years. I, I don't know why. I'm a mini golf fiend. I like mini golf. I, I don't know if I win often. I usually don't keep track, but I like doing that. We got to do that. We stayed at a nice hotel. It was just really, really great. I didn't work once. I had worked my uh, my tush off the last couple months, so that way I could afford the time to not have to work, to not have to respond to emails, do anything, and. For the first time in many, many years, I was able to take time off to just be, be happy, have fun, have fun with her. Hadn't seen her for over three months since she was in Annapolis, Maryland, and I was here outside of Milwaukee. But uh, we got back, packed up her things, did a long two-day drive. I know, long two days. Well, when you're driving 18 hours, it feels long, especially when you're trapped in Chicago for three of them. But we eventually got back, and now we're just easing in, getting getting set up, and uh, unpacking, and getting ready for lots of new things. This is not just, you know, this is our first apartment together. I've been living here for a year. I only saw it as a place where I just, you know, packed my shit and slept. But uh, now it feels more like a home having her here. So she gets... The journey of getting to figure out what she wants to do next, what, what she wants to do, who she wants to hang out with, the things she wants to see, the things she wants to experience. And I'm starting a new gig. Uh, for months and months, some of you may have probably seen this coming. I can't go into too much detail, but I'll put it this way. Um, some things I wanted to pursue, some visions I had for my future, It, it got to the point where I really had to address what do I value in my life? Or am I aligning the principles that I bring up to you in this show with the way I live my life? And for a while, for a while, I thought I was. And then I realized I really wasn't. And... I say often, and many of our fantastic guests have also driven home this point, once you see the true face of something, once you see the true face of truth, once you get to the conclusion that you have been given a fact that you cannot argue with, but because now you know it, you cannot live the same life you lived before you knew it, you have to make a choice to either respond and take direct action As a result of that truth, or to live your life counter to it, knowing that part of you is living a lie. Well, I've accepted an amazing opportunity to give me back a lot of my own freedom, to align my talents, my strengths, my interests with my goals and the goals of many others who think like me, and I'm going to pursue this. And I accepted it a few, about a month ago now. And I got some time to just kind of chill out and wait until after we got back from uh, moving and the honeymoon and everything. They were gracious enough to do that. And by the time you're listening to this, I am starting a brand new adventure. I'm going to keep to myself what it is I'm doing. Uh, maybe it'll come out a little bit later because I'm horrible at secrets and uh, I'm doing a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to want you all to be looped in with but that that's what I will say I went from one situation to another because that is what you do you take direct action in your own life and was it scary at certain points Yes. Was I doubting myself at certain points? Absolutely. Did I think maybe I was wrong? Did I think maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong with the way I'm thinking about this? Absolutely. But I can tell you now that the happiness and the relief and the confidence and the blessings I have felt the last couple of weeks have made me feel more alive than I have felt in a long time. This show, in many ways, which has been me chronicling my journey to living a freer life in my lifetime, to becoming an um, a early retired person before the age of 40, to live life on my terms, not for the sake of money, but for the sake of my own passions and pursuits, has taken me so many places. So many new relationships, so many new friends, some relationships strained. some people no longer a friend. Job opportunities and career highs, Personal and professional losses and deeply low periods of lodum, if that's a word. It is now. Lotum. Add it to the dictionary. Your dictionary, at least. Um, each time I felt like, ah, oh, shit, this is the moment. This is where I am just fucked on every level. I can't escape. I can't run. I can never recover from this. Each time I have ever thought that, the fear has been real. But through each of those tiny spiritual deaths, I have managed to resurrect myself each and every time. Now, I don't want you to think this is getting weird, not using that whole metaphysical language for nothing, but we've all felt like we've been at those points. Um I have friends who I was rolling with during jujitsu about a month ago. Uh, I told him that I was... Uh, you know, pursuing something else. I was kind of scared. And as he was literally putting me in a rear naked choke, he was like, hey, man, we've all been here. We've all been through periods of self-doubt. We don't know what we're doing. I was in a similar situation a few years ago, and I had a wife and kids to deal with. You're going to be fine. You're a smart guy. You're going to be fine. And I responded, thank you. And he he won the match. But I I did appreciate the words. Um, But with each time, whether it was through the Washington Times, whether it was through parlor. I had to assess, like, what are the situations as a result of me and what are the situations around me that I have no control over? And through assessing that, I came to the truths that I encountered. Where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? How do I visualize a life that aligns with my values? Some things were very much predicted, manifested, if you will. Some things I really went out of my way to set forward in motion so that I could achieve very large, tangible things. Other things were more abstract. I never imagined myself moving to Wisconsin. I never imagined myself doing jujitsu regularly. I never imagined myself um, doing a lot of things. And it wasn't necessarily that I did not want to do them. It's just that I didn't know that that was where life was taking me. I didn't know that that's the path that God was taking me on. And for for the better part of a year, I remember there was a post from a while ago. It was back in my facial hair days when I had that trash mustache and goatee, which I wish more of you had told me a shave. Um, about a year ago, this month actually, I went ahead and posted a photo that said a lot can change in a year now, I looked at that photo recently, and I can say absolutely once again, Damn, a lot can change in a year. new job, marriage. I was about to say my first marriage, but that implies I'm going to have others no my my <laughs> my my one true love my my you know, be, being married, going from living by myself to now cohabitating with another person who uh, I share a I share a bathroom and bed with and everything, and uh, you know, there's that. There's just there, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, buying into a craft brewery here in Milwaukee. I never thought I would be a you know an investor in a local craft brewery, but guess what. My friends and I don't have to pay full price for beers ever again. It's awesome. I mean, that was that was a complete off the wind thing. But, like, you know, that's turned into a great opportunity. And, like, a lot can change in a year. Sometimes for the worse, sometimes for the better. But through every bad thing that happened to me, I was able to turn that into an opportunity, even if I didn't really believe it at the time. Now, looking back at that photo... From a year ago. I thought that was the highest point of my life. I thought that if I just stayed the course I was on. I would never be disappointed. I would never be unhappy. I thought that I was at the end of my own hero's journey. And that the rest of my life was coasting. Just, just subcontext to a greater plot. Which had already been fulfilled. But I forget the lesson from that. You see I, I forgot that we're not these static characters that go from a beginning to the end and then the end humans. We we go on our hero's journey over over and over and over and over and over. And it's not until we reach the point in which we have succeeded, but we are deeply changed individuals on a spiritual, mental and emotional level that we can see when one, one end of the book starts and the other end of the book ends. I can probably say I have gone through three major hero journey cycle, hero's journey cycles throughout my life thus far. Some of them longer than others, but the, the physical duration, the time in between the beginning and end of each of those, that, that's, that doesn't matter. Some, were, some was like a decade. One was like a year. Others, like, you know, three, four years and and stuff like that. And then there were just some lull periods where I really can't identify where I was in those moments. But I can definitely say that through each of them, the obstacles and the challenges and the fear was real at the beginning. But through the journey, by the time I got to the end, that was when victory tasted sweet. That was when... Many good opportunities came to a graceful and sometimes ungraceful end, but they ended nonetheless on the right note. And I was a different person as a result of it. For me to think that it's ever at a point where the story ends it is not just disingenuous to myself as a human being, but... It ignores a lot of the things, a lot of the themes, a lot of the topics that we have discussed on this show. You go back a year and pull up any episode, I'm probably disagreeing with myself compared to what I believe now and what I believe on something then. That's a beautiful thing about podcasting. Many of you who have only known me from On the Run or maybe my other regular show, uh, Second Print Comics with Mark Claire, um, this isn't all I've ever done. I had a whole other show. You can go find it. Go find the Remso Martinez Experience. And the reason why that show ended, well, it also was a rebrand. It started as the Remso Republic when I was in college. And then for about a year, it was the Remso Martinez Experience. And then that ended because it, it ended. And when I joined the current network I'm on, had a conversation with Chris Spangle. Some of you may know this, so I apologize if this sounds repetitive. But he asked me if I want to get back in the game. And I said, yes, but I have to start from zero. Because I need to leave that part of me on that old feed behind, that old show. I need to leave it behind because I am not that Remzo anymore. And the Remzo I am now is a very different person. In some ways, I lost some things about myself that sometimes I miss because I feel disconnected from. But in many ways, I've acquired new views on life and I've acquired you know, a new mindset towards what I want to do with my life and where I see myself in the universe and the things that I want to explore and feel and experience. I'm better because of those. I have more responsibilities now. I have new challenges now. I'm a different person, but for the better. Sometimes you pick up a few scars and some, you know, and some wrinkles along the way, but that's the part of the journey. It's a constant progression. Sometimes you want it to go at the rate it's going, sometimes you get pulled by it and you feel like you're just being dragged and dragged. It's not until you finally jump on your feet and start running with it that you start to feel like, huh, oh, this is a pretty good pace." At the beginning of the, the of the series of this of this show, it was just about you know how how to experience the world differently. In episode two hundred, I know I'm getting really down. My own notes. In episode two hundred. Uh, new song, new mission statement. We got narrow. We got refocused, achieving dangerous freedom in your lifetime. One thing I wanted to do was I wanted to work fully remote again, which I'm doing. It wasn't just because I didn't want to put on pants to go to work. It was because there are some family circumstances which a traditional office job would actually put me in a very difficult situation to respond to and I needed mobility. I needed to be able to work anywhere in the in the world and you know not not be tethered to one single place I needed that it was like a oh well you know maybe if I can get back to that point eventually that'll be nice it, it hit me at one point I was like shit I need to get here now. Because of these circumstances, I need a level of freedom and you know a, a, a level of patience in order to provide for myself and those I love while still being able to you know be responsible and deliver good work and you know be trusted to to do my job right. And uh, now I'm in a situation where I have that. Now, you're probably wondering, where is this going? I have spoken to many of you over the past month through my side hustle coaching. I'm not a financial coach. I won't tell you what to do with your money. What I do is I work with people to help them figure out how to generate multiple income streams, both active and passive, so they can go ahead and have more cash flow in their life. Cash flow to build wealth. Cash flow to pay down debt. Cash flow to provide options. Money doesn't buy happiness, but money buys you a ton of opportunities to be happy. There's a strong correlation between a person's unhappiness and their lack of wealth, and a person's happiness and the amount of wealth they have. I can be. I can genuinely tell you, I've been in the room with millionaires and billionaires for. Close to a decade now, especially living outside of D.C. for as long as I did. And yes, are there unhappy rich people? Of course. You can find the Disney stereotype. The angry, sad, rich man and the happy and humble poor person. But let me tell you, folks, and you've heard me talk about this over and over again, just through my own life as an example, I've been super fucking poor and I've been incredibly well-off. And I would rather be unhappy and well-off than than unhappy and poor any day of the week. Because with money, I can get the help I need. I can get a lot of opportunities to fix bad things to increase my level of happiness. But when you've got nothing and you're taking out 50% interest loans from friends in order to jumpstart businesses by using library Wi-Fi because you can't even work in your own home, and then you fail at that, and then you have to go take two other jobs just to pay back the, the, the principal of the loan and then the interest, and then by the end of it, you have nothing left to show for it. Yeah, I'd rather be where I am now any day of the week. Many of you are in situations kind of like where I've been for a while your life situations, your life circumstances are changing. Some because you want them to change. Some because you don't want it to change. Whether it's happening because of your actions or not, sometimes life happens to you. And the difference between the people who reach out to me for a consultation and those who don't is that those who do usually know the answer, which is, I need more opportunities. But what they don't have is they don't have the knowledge and the experience about how to tap into that. That's where I come in and help people. I just wish that I had taken some of my own advice of some of those circumstances. Identifying them, taking hard actions. It wasn't until something happened to the people I love in my life which forced me to propel myself into direct action that I was willing to take certain steps because I was scared. But I didn't realize was that that was a big, crucial moment in the hero's journey, towards the beginning, when they are thrusted out of comfort, when they were pulled out against their will to embark on a journey in which there is no return. And the two outcomes are either success or failure. In many literary cases, it's life or death. But the hero rarely does it purely because of his own selfish action. He's doing it because of others his family, his friends, his nation, his kingdom. People that will never know his name probably. He's doing it so they have the opportunity to have opportunities. It wasn't until something happened to the people I loved that I realized I have to take direct action or else things are going to get really, really bad. Now, I'm not out of the woods yet. We're not out of the woods yet. But man... This is a much better place to be in than not. And during that time, there was a lull period right before the wedding. It was probably two weeks where I'm on my own and I'm just waiting and I'm just figuring things out. I became a partner in a new business. I went ahead and jumpstarted a whole bunch of other projects. I, recalib- I recalibrated where I needed to be because the opportunity was there. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but I promise you that uh, things are still moving going forward. I think since the beginning of the year, we've had uh, a bunch of great episodes, a bunch of great conversations. The downloads have reflected that. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at HeyRemzo, on Instagram at OTR underscore Remzo have all shown that. And uh, you know the fact that I'm getting a bunch of you to come over to me who are learning about you know how I can help you, Achieve more choices in your life, develop more of those opportunities. For those of you that are joining me inside of uh, Hustlers University, 2.0. 2.0. It's now upgrading to Hustlers University 3.0. I just went through a bunch of changes with a bunch of uh, you know prior members and students as well in order to gain more access to things. There's a bunch of courses that I'm looking forward to, the e-commerce tours uh, course, the Amazon FBA course. I'm retaking the copywriting course again, affiliate marketing. They've got dedicated servers, which they're defining as different campuses instead of just being a bunch of tabs on one server. I mean, A lot more is coming to Hustlers University. If you haven't signed up for that, quick plug, go sign up in the show notes right now. It will change you because I thought I was only going to be in it for one month. I've been in it for six months now. And the prices will be increasing by the end of the summer. I can't tell you when, but I can tell you that if you want to lock in a good price right now, if you take it seriously, and I I, I call it the 48-hour challenge, Pick anything in Hustlers University, any of the courses that they have in there, and just grind your nose for a full two days, the 48 hours, that thing will pay for itself over and over and over and over again. And what's even better is this isn't like a me course. You start from start to finish, and then it's done, and you have some re- review materials. No, they're updating courses regularly, regularly. You get to interact with students every day, people making mistakes, people learning things, people collaborating, and you get the instructors who actually care about you. They're doing regular live streams, regular AMAs, contests, giveaways, so much more. It's not a one-and-done online course. It's a university for life that is preparing you to live in a constantly hostile world. Where they want to take away your freedoms, where they want to take away your opportunities, where they want to take away your happiness. Friends, you can achieve this newfound dangerous freedom in your lifetime. The things you dream of doing, as Shia LaBeouf would say, you just need to do it. Just do it. <laughs> Always wanted to quote Shia. So, with all that said and done, excited to be back, happy to be here. I missed you guys. Uh, I wasn't gone too much, but I'm catching up on DMs and tweets and everything else. Bunch of new followers, bunch of new listeners. Uh, love that you're here. Please sign up for Hustlers University in the show notes. Use that link directly. Uh, you can also DM me if you'd like to do a one-on-one coaching call. Um, you know, thing, things are things are looking good. I don't want to be too braggadocious. I don't want to be too overconfident, but it's one of those moments where you can't be anything other than happy. And I just hope I can share some of my blessings with you. Through knowledge through support. Whatever means necessary so that we can achieve that dangerous freedom in a lifetime. As always, be safe, be good. Good night.